0: Friday, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, where for 15 minutes at 5 p.m., we celebrate happy hour by helping women everywhere learn from industry experts how to flex their financial muscles. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Claudia Porter, CFP, is a personal economic advisor at Financial Reserve. Today's topic, what is the value of an economic advisor? And before I kick it over to Rita, let me tell you a little bit about Claudia. She joined Financial Reserve in 2016 and as a CFP pro holds FINRA Series 7 and 66 licenses with Cambridge Investment Research and Life and Health licenses. She was born and raised in Germany where she earned her MA in teaching English and French followed by a PhD in Applied Linguistics. impressive, Claudia. And then she spent much of her time teaching linguistics and English to English international students in Germany before moving to the US. Initially, she worked at Merrill Lynch Wealth Management before the Financial Reserve. So we are so excited to learn all about it. But before we do, we must note that discussions in the show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Please always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker dealer, member of FINRA SIPC, is an advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. I will repeat that at the end of the show, hopefully
1: without messing it up.
2: Okay, so take it away, Miss Rita. Well, thank you so much. And congratulations, Claudia. Here is to celebrating you with Margaritas with Margarita. You are helping people understand the language of money. So when did you first realize that you wanted to enter the financial services industry and join the financial advice profession?
1: Thank you, Rita, and thank you so much for having me on this podcast today. Um, I first wanted to go into the financial services industry right after I had graduated from high school in Germany. At that time, I wasn't quite sure how to get into the industry and decided I was going to start with a vocational training at a bank and figure out a path of how to become a stockbroker. However, I let myself be talked out of it by people who didn't think I should pursue what they considered a men's business. One example from the bank captures the general sentiment at the time around this. Two weeks into my vocational training, I found myself unchallenged and I realized I needed to set some long term goals to stay motivated through the training. And when I asked questions about what steps I needed to take to become a stockbroker, I was told that because I had spent a year as an exchange student in the US and my English was pretty good, I could work in the bank's international department in Frankfurt and speak with customers who didn't speak much German. However, they were sure I would end up as a bank teller because I was a woman and I would get married and have children. I was indignant, but I did not want to make an impulsive decision. So I decided to think on this for a day. And the next day, I decided to type up my resignation from the training program. And the program administrator came in and asked what I was doing on the typewriter. I let her know I was typing up my resignation because there was no glass ceiling for me just because I was a woman and she was appalled and assured me there were thousands of young people my age on the street who would want my position so I asked her to please give one give my position to one of them because there was no glass ceiling for me. I still didn't know how to get to my goal of becoming a stockbroker so I decided to go to college and study languages instead for the time being. So you pursued your academic
2: career in linguistics. And what prompted you to um, become a career changer? We are so glad you joined the profession, by the way. And then how did you do it?
1: Well, I decided to still go back into the financial services industry while I was going through a very rough divorce from the father of my four children. The divorce proceedings, followed by an appellate process by my former spouse, took a total of six years. So during this time, I had to figure out a way to provide for my children and pay my bills. And I was adamant that in order to be successful, I wanted to do uh, something that I was really passionate about, something that I could turn into a career. So I started going to a local Rotary Club and I was invited as an intern at a small wealth management firm where I quickly realized that this was exactly what I had wanted to do all along. I had always enjoyed adult education, but what I was really passionate about most was to help people develop short and long-term goals and then help them create a plan around how to get there. And with students, this didn't work very well because I usually only taught them for a term or a semester. But with clients, you can develop these very meaningful relationships by making a significant impact on their path towards their goals. Because my court case was pending, I had to quickly find an organization that paid a base salary so that I could pay my bills and put food on the table for my children. So I left my internship. To work at a big brokerage firm and learn the business from scratch and then a couple years later i switched to my current firm and i am grateful each day to be working with a wonderful group of people with whom i share a lot of the same values
2: amazing and i want all of our viewers and listeners to know claudia when did you pass the cfp certification exam in july 2022 Ooh, congratulations I know that we connected through the Purse Strings community, and I was so impressed, and I still am impressed with your resilience. I'm passing the CFP certification exam as a mom of four boys, right? No joke. Like, I don't know how else to say it. That's quite impressive. So, of course, passing the certification exam is one challenge, but what are some of the other challenges you had to overcome?
1: Yeah, it was a steep learning curve, um, as there's so much to know to be able to provide adequate advice to clients. So first off, getting my securities and life and health insurance licenses with a pending contentious divorce and appellate case, especially with the demands of raising children, was not an easy task. And when I first started out in the industry, I still felt there was some of that same sentiment of this being more a men's business, but I now had more clarity of how to get to my goal. And then this sentiment completely dissipated when I found the right firm for me. Finding clients also proved challenging at first because I did not have a lot of connections when I started out and relationships just take time to build. However, I overcame this through intentional choices of networking groups. And then another big hurdle was the CFP certification. So I had started the course materials shortly after completing my licensing but with all the ongoing life changes along the way, I had to prolong my course of studies. And when I finished a capstone at the end of the program, I signed up for a review course to sit for the exam. And by the time I sat for it, we were in the middle of the pandemic, which was not the best timing. So I still persisted my goal and ended up finding the right review course and passed in July of 2022.
2: And congratulations. Of course, I know you love helping Thank people you. with their money. Um, What prompted you to pursue CFP certification and earn the designation? At first,
1: I just enjoyed learning about the financial planning process. And um, at the brokerage firm, the first two modules of the CFP were a must. I continued on with it because I was primarily eager to learn so I could serve my clients better. I also wanted to get the CFP certification as a statement to show my commitment to my clients and my firm you know, the CFP is still the gold standard in the industry. And I just wanted to show that I'm committed to serving my clients better and to helping my firm grow.
2: Awesome. And I'm so proud of you. I know your firm is proud of you. Your boys are proud of you. And most importantly, we hope you're proud of yourself as well. So thank you for thank being you. here. And now back to hope. Thank you so much. Oh, Claudia, such a badass. Yeah, you.
0: Such a role model, right? You just don't give up and you keep fighting and we're here to support you in that. And we're going to Push out this interview and more uh, on all of our channels. So thank you. you. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show. And as promised, we must note that discussions on this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA SIPC. Advisor services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. And that, without any will be on the website where we will be featuring Claudia. So thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Miss Rita. And thank you all for listening to today's episode. We will talk to you next Friday at Happy Hour. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our incandescent radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang CFP Pro brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at KaraKeene.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also gonna love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you, no more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, then it. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women, by women, about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com where you can see what we can do for you these podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibs.com. Here is to your incredible indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.